Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. Yo, yo, what is up, good people? And welcome back to the FIGHT podcast. I am Serge Vicente, and we have another really, really fun show for you guys today. Um, we are actually going to go ahead and really deep dive in to the sweet science, man. It's pretty much going to be an all-boxing podcast today, so for all my boxing fans, this is for you. <laughs> all right, but before I get into that, remember... The Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. We are on all places that podcast to live itunes soundcloud google play spotify stitcher and so much more so please check it out and share with everybody else all right today look man on this balmy winter day here in chicago of uh negative one degrees um i was able to have a great conversation with a buddy of mine uh my buddy of mine brandon camille brandon Hails from New York City. He is an alum of the legendary FAMU University. Um, Brandon is a sports enthusiast, but he really has a special place in his heart for the sweet science. Now, I'm not going to bring anybody on. This dude knows his stuff. And I'm be honest with you, I put his and honestly... His knowledge against anybody's dude is brilliant. He's really, really fun, man. And we had a great conversation talking about all things boxing. And we went ahead and tossed a little bit of MMA in the end, man. So please um, enjoy this conversation that I had with Brandon Camille. You doing? Good. Brandon, man, how you feel, man? I appreciate you joining me today on the show. Oh, no. Happy to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. So look, we have a lot going on. Can you see me? Yeah. Okay, perfect. All right. And uh well, I'm not worried about that right now. We figured it out. But I say it was just weird when I was just looking at myself. <laughs> um but bro, I want to have you on. Um I want to, you know, really get into boxing, man. And before I really get into that, man, tell me a little bit about like I said, just for the people listening, man, a little bit about yourself, your background, and um I want people to know like how much, like I said, of a boxing head you actually are. 
Yeah, uh, thank you for having me today. My name is Brandon Bcam13 Bcamm13 on Instagram. Um, I'm initially from Long Island, New York. Attended Florida A&M University and currently reside in Boston, Massachusetts. Um, I got into boxing back in 2009, and I'll never forget the time I was at my, my friend Sam's house in Atlanta, and it was it must have been Sunday morning, so it was the day after HBO always played the reruns of the fight back when HBO boxing was a thing. R.I.P. Um, <laughs> And they were replaying the fight from the night before, which was Antonio Margarito and Shane Mosley. And Shane Mosley had knocked him out. And I just sat there on a the couch. And, you know, my father has always been a boxing fan. My grandfather's boxing fan. It just never resonated with me prior to that. And I was just mesmerized. And I sort of have an addictive personality. And uh, from that point on, I, I really got into boxing, watching a bunch of YouTube, doing all my hi historical research and, um, you know, getting up, getting up to speed with what was going on in the sport currently. And that's only grown um, now that, you know, that was probably when I was 20, 21. And now that I'm a grown man, I have a little bit more money to throw at me being into boxing and attend <laughs> fights and, you know, actually have HBO and not have to, to you know, do some type of weird illegal stream. So, um, yeah, I, I've grown, grown with the sport. The sport has grown on me a lot. And, uh, you know, us boxing fans, it's a very niche um, type of thing. So you don't have many people Absolutely. where you can just, uh, you know, get in a call. And for me, you know, we're doing a podcast today, but like, you know, we could do this on a phone call. I don't have many people at all to talk about, uh, <laughs> to, to talk to boxing about, uh, to talk boxing with. Uh, yeah. So it's typically just kind of me, myself, and just all my friends come to me with their boxing questions when a fighter like Adrian Bronner, uh, who's a little bit more on the scene that, uh, you know, people know is fighting. Right. But aside from that, I'm kind of just a, a lone warrior with a few friends here and there. So I'm happy to be here today uh, rapping with you about some of the current events in the sport. Absolutely, man. It was funny, man, because it, it, it always seems like I said, there's always that one guy in the crew that always knows about like all combat sports. Everybody asks him, especially when all the big fights come, everybody hits you up and be like, yo, who should I put my money on? Like, who who is it? Who Who's ready? So, nah, man, it's always good to talk to another fellow, you know, uh, combat sports head, man, especially like a boxing head. I feel like we're more and more few and far between. Yeah, and I'm just, I'm just a legitimate fan. I've never boxed in my life. I've never competed um, any type of kickboxing or anything. Uh, Floyd would probably tell me I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm just a I'm just a casual fan. I really enjoy the sport. Um, I enjoy everything it entails, the storylines, uh, and that probably goes back to me being slightly into wrestling as well. Sort of a guilty pleasure there. So I, I do enjoy the story the storylines of the sport and just two men in the ring going head to head. I mean, there's nothing like it. That's what's up, man. Yo, you were just talking about H. HBO. And it's crazy that after such a long time at HBO is like no longer going to have boxing on it. And uh, now you're having, you know, zone coming up and you have uh, um, like ESPN Plus is doing a lot of stuff, man. How do you feel about the streaming platforms? And have you been able to check out like zone yet and any of the fights that they have they have on there? I am a happy zone customer. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, man. You think you think a hundred <laughs> is ten dollars a month, one hundred and twenty bucks a year. If Canelo fights twice, I mean, he's going to fight for a minimum of seventy five bucks per pay per view. That's going to come out Absolutely. to one fifty. That's a savings as is, and we're just talking about speaking about one fighter. That's so zone zone and Eddie Hearn, who I'm actually a big fan of, is just coming and taking all of these fighters, and uh, for him to be the promoter and the platform is uh, is honestly amazing. I don't necessarily. I, I haven't 
purchased ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. I don't see as much value there. I think end of the day it will um, be more so zone. I'm not sure how long ESPN Plus is going to last, and maybe it will be. Maybe I'm wrong, and it'll be successful. But um, I'm big on, on the platforms. I'm big in the future. I love technology. So the fact that they're take you know going away from pay per view, and I can have everything right here in the zone wherever I'm at. You know, right. I've been at socials and. You know, pull up the zone. I got the Canelo fight. So pretty much, uh, I'm a happy paying customer of the zone. That's great, man. No, you know what, man? I love the zone. I love like the content they have on there. I will say I disagree, man. Uh, ESPN Plus, especially with what they're doing with uh, the UFC, and now that that's the uh, ESPN Plus is the official home of the UFC now, I don't see them going anywhere, man. And uh, especially after this week, this week was the biggest jump out of any, I believe, uh, streaming service. They had over five hundred thousand downloads lows just in this past weekend alone so uh, I, I don't know man ESPN plus is one of those that I think just like the zone they're gonna be able to do so much and it's um and the streaming is where it's set I mean let's let's be honest the the the, the regular pay-per-view model I, I don't see that lasting very long like much longer I don't it's not it's, it's not sustainable and you have the a lot of these boxers who are really trying to make themselves pay-per-view names because they grew up watching the mayweathers yeah. but i mean mayweather's done multi-million buys so many times you know pacquiao and broner broner for this weekend and everybody's kind of hype about four hundred thousand buys when i'm kind of like it's not really that big of a deal and you take adrian broner into the account and the attention that he's going to bring into the, to the fight people are saying oh well pacquiao's still a draw well you have to give adrian broner some credit for that as well but uh, all in all the paper we are going away from that pay-per-view model when i said that before regarding espn plus mm-hmm. i was thinking more boxing i was not thinking ufc the ufc thing yeah. was a dope dope move for them and if I need to be paying for ESPN Plus, tell me, because uh, I could be missing out of something. <laughs> you know what? I'm letting you know, man. I think ESPN Plus is worth it the same way DAZN is worth it. But I'll say ESPN Plus is worth it also on the boxing end as well, because um, they have uh, Premier Championship Boxing on there. So they have like Lomachenko, uh, Terrence Crawford. A lot of those guys are actually doing a lot of their fights on ESPN, which ends up also on ESPN Plus. And you'll be able to get like all their stuff. So I, I think they're really embracing the combat sports. No, World not now, not, it's not premier crazy. boxing championship top rank. uh top rank yeah you got it top my bad yeah it was top rank yep yeah uh bob abram and them so nah man yeah, and, I, I, and, and here's the thing i don't know how long it's going to be like that because i just feel like the zone has way more of a roster of bo- boxers and if you're going to want to make these matches the fans you know from my perspective it's easy for they me sitting, sitting here to, to be like you know i want these fights but i mean the zone has most of the fighters i mean they're going to want to make these fights happen and they're going to happen on the zone i mean I we're, we're, we see danny jacobs battle. yeah I, you might be right man you might be right uh i mean look they have danny jacobs is about to fight canelo that's something that i think a couple years ago we didn't even think about that happening you know um they they do have everybody you have you know demetrius andrage is over there also uh they're even talking about getting the Charlo twins. If they can get the Charlo twins, they literally have all the best middleweights in the world aside from Triple G and with the zone. And that's that's what they're doing in terms of the middleweight division. They're ha- they have so many boxers over there that they're going to make it impossible for anyone outside of that division not to be on the zone. Because if you want to make relevant fight relevant fights happen, you're going to have to have to be in the zone. So um, I know right. I like the zone and what they're doing. I also think we've 
become programmed to see ESPN as free. We've had ESPN on our TVs yeah. all of our lives. So the idea <laughs> of now that you want to charge me for something is a bit odd to swallow, whereas DAZN, this new platform, um, they've always been a paid service. It's a little bit easier to digest. And when you're thinking Absolutely. of, okay, well, we're going away from pay-per-view and Canelo just fought Triple, uh, Triple G on pay-per-view and I paid 75 bucks for it, but now I only got to pay 10, 10 bucks a month. And, you know, I use Canelo as a reference because he's probably mm-hmm. the most known boxer, but they really do right. have a great roster of boxers, a great roster of talent. Eddie Hearn is a mastermind um, in, in terms of what he's been able to do for the sport of boxing and really how he's been able to get his fighters paid that's one thing i love about him like he's not fucking over his fighters like pay now I, i'm gonna have to I, i'm gonna i want to bring up eddie hearn a little bit later on we're gonna have to table that one um because i, I want to get what you think what he's doing in terms of anthony joshua um and which i look at it like i think he definitely has dropped the ball in terms of the stature of his fighter by continually pushing back a fight with either Wilder or Tyson Fury. So I want to talk to you about that. I will talk about that in a little bit, but you did talk about, um, uh, the Pacquiao fight this past weekend with Adrian Broder. And after watching that fight, I'm going to be honest with you. It was far more of a disappointment than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were actually going to get a better... I mean, I was fooled once again. I think we always are fooled with Adrian Broner, but I was fooled once again. But uh, I knew the moment he walked out there in his fashion over skirt that it wasn't going to be, you know, uh, (laughs) what, what we expected it to be, man. So, after watching the kind of moderately you know entertaining fight what do you think is going to be next for uh manny pacquiao man what do you think he should do after getting that win so uh you know it seems like you got duped in i did not uh you know they did some good promo for the fight and so you get all access had me man i can't lie i was sold i was like he he i had him as a little kid i i they they painted the picture i was there the storyline is just just yeah. like wrestling. They they built the storyline. They had they did good promo. And what was the storyline? Hey, Adrian Bronner's underestimated fighters before. He's not going to underestimate Pacquiao. He's going to really step right. up for this fight. Pacquiao yeah. is forty years old. He doesn't have it anymore. They they undersold Pacquiao, oversold Adrian Bronner, and we're like, hey, we're going to get this fight. I'm like. Hey, 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 hey. If someone shows you who they are, believe them. We know exactly who Adrian Bronner is. We know he's going to get in there and not really let his hands go. It's kind of a similar story as it's been for um, the past couple couple years with him. And when you get a target that's not going to be stationary, that's creating various angles with you like Manny Pacquiao, Adrian Bronner, he doesn't want to get knocked out. He's too prideful for that. So, you know, he's going to – and for the fans, it's very frustrating because you see the talent there. But that's Adrian Bronner. That's a different conversation. The question was, um, what did I think of Pacquiao? And coming out of the fight, I think people have just been underselling Pacquiao. So they were slightly impressed. But I think we weighed a little bit too much on that uh, Jeff Horn fight. Or is, is Jeff Horn or Joe Horn? Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn, yep. Jeff Horn. So mm-hmm. we weighed a little bit too much on that Jeff Horn fight. I never thought that Manny Pacquiao lost it um, in the manner that other people thought he did. Well, okay, he fought um, Marquez four times. It took Marquez four fights to knock him out like that. Everybody's yeah. human. Pacquiao is not a defensive fighter. He's a fan-friendly fighter, which is why people love him. It's going to happen. You can take a loss, and you can continue to fight and come back. Everybody's not Mayweather, but we're still in that mindset. Pacquiao Absolutely. can 
can still fight. We never, we've seen slight drop offs in speed. And to me, the most notable drop off has been in the power. You're no longer mm-hmm. seeing the highlight reel knockouts, and you're no longer seeing the Kodo faces after um, somebody fa- somebody faces Pacquiao. So my biggest thing right. is, has been the hey, power man, drop off. We we will be we will have no Miguel Cotto blasphemy on my show, man. We cannot do that. Uh, <laughs> we we will not uh, d- disrespect I, the great Miguel Cotto, man. <laughs> I, I apologize. I am a huge Miguel Cotto fan, but his face was a good example of what Pacquiao yeah, right. was doing doing it back in his prime so i mean where where he's at now i think he can still fight i think he's still a top contender put him up against anybody in the in the division i think he has a good shot of winning with the exception of terrence crawford and errol spence um everybody after the fight asked pacquiao mayweather 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 we've seen that we know what mayweather's gonna gonna work yeah we we know exactly what's gonna happen if we want a real fight that's going to engage me call out Terrence Crawford. You priced him out before. He's been calling you out for years. I mean, literally, Terrence Crawford has been have calling uh, Manny Pacquiao for about five years now. They were both at top rank at one point in time, and that is a fight that Terrence Crawford's team wanted. They said they tried to put that fight together multiple times, and for some reason, it never came to fruition. And uh, I'm with you. I, I think that is a fight that um, should be targeted. You know, I mean, obviously, we're assuming that Terrence Crawford gets past his next fight against Amir Khan, but honestly, if I'm if I'm talking about potential matchups for for Pacquiao in the future, I I go with a couple different guys. I, I have like four, I'll say combinations, right? I got, I got a few different guys on my list too. Right. So let's hear yours. All right, so I'm, I'm gonna go with obviously I'm gonna go with the winner of Errol Spence and Mikey Garcia. All right, you have. I think Mikey Garcia, honestly, would be the best matchup for Manny Pacquiao. Two guys similar similar sizes. Um, I, one extremely technical, one is a risk taker. I think it, it makes for a phenomenal fight, right? That I think would be great. Um, but I don't see him getting past Errol Spence. Um, and obviously, I would love to see Errol Spence. That's, in my opinion, the top dog at welterweight. And obviously, that's going to be a great fight. So the winner of uh, Spence and Garcia, uh, I was with you, Keith Thurman. I think Keith Thurman, um, he's fighting this weekend against Josecito Lopez. And uh, look, if he happens to get past there, he's been out for 22 months. He is I'll say on the back end of his career. And um, with that being said, I think that might be a, a, a good payday for him. So I think for both of them, and I think they can sell the hell out of that fight Two former champions, two guys who have a big enough name. And I think that would be a good one. And aside from that, obviously, like I said, I'm with you. Terrence Crawford, the winner of Terrence Crawford at American. And last but not least, um, if none of those other ones come to fruition, the last one I'd like to see him with is possibly against Danny Garcia. I think Danny might do a great job against that yeah and my list looks like looks the same as yours um i had danny garcia on there which i did i do think he wins that fight though i am a danny garcia fan uh mike mike garcia also also a good fight for him keith thurman um i think he has a good chance of beating keith thurman but i think that's a a good back and forth fight um keith thurman obviously has has that power let's see how he looks when he comes when he comes back but i mean i'm i'm a fan of keith thurman he's very well educated on the sport and i think he has a future in commentating but you know that's a different conversation terrence mm-hmm. crawford i said not amir khan I, I don't really care about amir khan i don't really want to want to see much of him anymore he's i'll watch his fights because i'm a boxing fan but i don't care too much about him now right my you know what I'll, I'll tell you in a second go ahead i'm sorry my thing looking at what's happening next for pacquiao is i want to know what he wants 
Like, what do you think Pacquiao wants to do? Is it the money? Does he want to, you know, go after another title? Is he just doing fights to add to his legacy? Is he doing it because it's a hobby like Roy Jones, Bernard Hopkins? Like, what does Pacquiao want? Well, from what it sounds like... From what it sounds like, this seems like a lot of people have been saying, especially surrounding this last camp, is that Manny is fighting because Manny loves the game and he wants to fight. So if he wants to fight and he wants to actually compete with the big dogs, I say give him the big dogs. I mean, if he still, he still, I mean, whoever he's fighting, it's it's like, you know, you, you Willy Wonka. You're like, you, you getting paid. It's like, it's that same type of Floyd Mayweather thing. You're going to make the most money you've ever made ever in your life if you fight against Manny Pacquiao. So, I mean, I say let him fight one of these big dogs. And, and honestly, the, that legend rub is a big thing. Any of these up and coming dudes beat the legend. I mean, uh, I mean that's why I think Terence Crawford needs a fight like Manny Pacquiao, with the like because he, he's somebody who hasn't really fought a huge name. Uh, they, look, they need to do. Uh, being real here, they need to do with what Manny Pacquiao did. When did we all find out about Manny Pacquiao when he beat the shit out of Oscar De La Hoya? Yeah, it's true, but that's what I'm saying. So, so he, we, so but that's the same thing. That's what some of these young boys need. They need that. They need that legend rub. You know. So we'll see what happens with that one, man. Um, we were talking about a little bit about uh, American and how you don't want to see American. You know what? I don't see Amir Khan actually beating Terrence Crawford, but Amir Khan is in the same vein, in my opinion, right now as Adrian Broner. I can see the two of them. That is that tier. They're that like B-level fighter at this point in time. They're not going to win a championship belt, but they both have fans. I think that's the perfect fight for both of those guys, uh, judging that Amir Khan is actually going to lose this upcoming fight. And that's what we can do with Adrian Broner. Yes, I, I totally agree there. I think they are in the same tier. However, Adrian Bronner can, if, if they fight each other, it's going to be great. Anything that Adrian Bronner is involved in is going to go well. Um, right. He can sell a fight. That's what he does. And every single fight, he, he gets a lot of people. So, you know, this fight is great different. I'm going to win. That that confidence, um, that presence he has, you know, he wants to say controversial things. Put him on the shade room. Put him all over your mm-hmm. all over your timeline. Oh, he said pr- something real problematic about Mexicans. You know, he said something real problematic about this, about someone's religion. I mean, you know, leave it to Adrian Bronner. He's going to get the cameras on him and, you know, he's going to be able to sell a fight. I do. Right. I would like to see, I think, a fight with him and Amir Khan. You know, that's definitely something I would watch. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, in terms of Adrian Bronner, I think he needs a probably about two. I mean, it depends where you rank Adrian uh, Amir Khan. But I think, you know, Adrian Bronner will do like he always does. First of all, it's a 24 hour news cycle. We all know that. So, you know, our, we forget things very quickly. So if Adrian Bronner, you know, performs halfway decent against two fighters in the bottom of the top yeah. 10 in the welterweight division. He'd be or, right back in the mix. And people want to see Adrian Bronner because he can sell a fight. He's only twenty nine. Yeah, it's and, crazy. And yeah, we've heard. I feel like we've heard about him forever too. Yeah, he's he's been on the scene for a long time. And the frustrating thing about Adrian Bronner is that you see the talent is there. Like you see this, you see the speed he has. You see the good footwork he has. Literally just letting his hands go. It's the only thing missing from his arsenal. Um, I think his power is overrated, especially at one forty seven. Yeah. Um, people yeah, he, people were making it seem like he was just he he was going to run Pacquiao into a counter shot, but like he's not. One 135 Adrian Bronner. He's 147 Adrian Bronner. He yeah. has not hurt anybody. And he, he he hit Jesse Vargas with some hellacious shots. That was a great fight to watch. But the, fa- <laughs> the fact that he the fact that he could knock him out like Adrian Bronner doesn't have any power at 147. So he's not, not really a scary fight. He, I've said this for the past couple of years. Adrian Bronner's a lick. 
Like you want to you, you want to hit the bank, um, especially go if you're in the twilight Adrian of your Bronner. career. Go fight Adrian Bronner. Yeah, no, that's real. I mean, and and think about this. I mean, he's zero four against any legitimate competition, right? He he doesn't rise to the occasion and all those guys i mean think about it marcus maidana obviously people already like didn't really know about him at that point in time but the rest of these guys that have beaten them i mean it's not like they're the best of the best the creme de la creme aside from mikey garcia at the time when they fought him you know what i mean so it, it's uh it, it shows i think where he is man um Staying on that card what did you think about that marcus brown bottle jack fight man I, it, so Honestly, I looked at it for people again who who were listening who haven't seen the fight. Marcus Brown uh, got honestly a pretty dominant one-sided decision against the always game Battle Jack. Um, when I first saw the like the, the fights, I watched some of the highlights. They made it seem like it was a little bit more of a back and forth fight. I went back and watched that in its entirety, and man, Marcus Brown actually really impressed me. Man, he does a great job of throwing some you know combinations, especially throwing combinations going backwards, and um, and. He he has some legitimate power. Unfortunately, that headbutt, you know, might have slowed down Bottle Jack a little bit. Uh, but at the end of the day, I, I think he still would have lost. He didn't look like himself. He looked sloppy. He looked slow. Um, he, he he just, he honestly, I don't know if his age or he just looked like a shell of himself, man. But Bottle Jack just didn't show up the way I anticipated. Yeah, um, I, I definitely understand what you're saying there. Um, shout out to Marcus Brown, Brooklyn. Um, him, Man, yeah. Danny, Danny Jacobs, they got some good fighters right now. Um, being a New York guy, I, I always love that. However, going into the fight, I was definitely rooting for Badu Jack. I think he was going to come on a little bit more towards the end, but once that cut opened up, I think it really deterred him from doing anything relevant. Um, you know, over overall, especially factoring in the cut, he didn't really look good. Um, the crazy thing about the fight is that a lot of people didn't see the fight. A lot of people were looking to see uh, Manny Pacquiao and Adrian Bronner. So when mm-hmm. you look at the story of the fight and the press people are going to get, Badu Jack kind of won the story. Because when you look at social media, when you look at essentially who got promoted from that fight, Marcus Brown won. But I feel like you can speak to people and say, who is Marcus Brown? I saw the guy that had his had blood all the way down his face. And Absolutely. you know he was, he was such a warrior about it. He owned it. Um, he dedicated the fight to, I think, uh, something like refugees. I, I don't want to yeah. misquote that. I mean, uh, Badu Jack is a stand-up guy, and I think it's unfortunate mm-hmm. for Marcus Brown uh, that that headbutt happened. I think it hurt, that hurt him more than anything because it took away from mm-hmm. what really was um, an impressive win for him. You know, it was prior, a really impressive win. That it was, was a step-up really... fight. Yeah, it that was. was a, so I, that was a step-up fight. He looked really good. Obviously, he has tons of ath- tons of athleticism, and I definitely want to see him against uh, more more competition within that division. That's a loaded division. Like yeah. that's a loaded division. Some of the names in that division, when you look at them, it's just like you almost forgot all of these guys were there. And there's a lot of good fights to make for Marcus Brown, and I cannot wait. I mean, look, I was already like already putting together like a little list in my head to see who he could actually fight in that division. And like you said, there are so many. Everybody in yo, the Eastern Europeans right now in that weight class are killing it. Uh you have um Lomachenko's teammate, um, Alexander uh, Voicek. Oh man, that dude is nasty, man. What he did to um, Adonis Stevenson is like a crime in like 30 countries. I don't know. Like that was ridiculous. The way he ended up blasting him, and um, and like I said, hopefully again, uh, Adonis Stevenson 
recovers 100% and everything after that, you know, horrible uh, incident that the incident that happened there. But um Yo, he has a lot of options, man. I honestly would love to see him by voicing, but uh, I think a Elder Elder Alvarez, I think, would be a better, uh, more fun matchup at this point in time. Now, that being said, I know some allegations came out about Sergey Kovalev, but I haven't heard anything about the fight being canceled. Oof. It looks like it's still scheduled for February 2nd. Is that fight still happening? Do you know? I don't believe so. I just heard something about it. People were talking about it. I mean... Look, we'll see what happens, comes out of it. But, I mean, the allegations against Kovalev is that he literally stalked a woman. And then when she didn't give it up, he punched her in the face. So, if that's what actually happened, man, that that dude is... I got to get that dude up out of here also. You know, like that. There's no... You can't talk about that. We can't ignore that. Kovalev, he just didn't really translate well to American culture. During the buildups, I don't remember if it was the first or second Andre Ward fights, uh, there were some racial things said on his behalf that really, that looked really bad, and I think people kind of swept it under the rug, and I was kind of like, hey, like that's not okay but not. you know if, if these do come out to come out to be true Sergey Kovalev doesn't strike me as the type, type of guy that's going to own up to these type of actions at all um so we'll have to let the law run it run its course um you know wishing the best hope he gets the help he needs but i mean personally as a fan just t- t- taking the outside drama out of it that's the rematch that i was i was clawing for i was so excited that was that was a great fight that was that, a great fight man and under, honestly underrated very underrated and uh, i'm telling you elder alvarez man has really uh really i mean early in his career i mean i've saw a couple earlier fights of his he was not the same guy he really turned it on over the last couple years and what he did to uh honestly essentially the boogeyman um is is incredible man so I, i that's definitely i would love to see that rematch but yo marcus brown and him i think would be incredible I think the boogeyman is a stretch. Uh, pre-ward, maybe you call Pre, him the boogeyman. Oh, yeah, pre-ward, that's what I mean. But pre-ward, he was absolutely the boogeyman. Now, it, not not so much. I mean, he has a couple L's on his record since then. But I'm talking about, yeah, definitely pre-ward. But, like, looking back at that first fight, um, Alita Alvarez using his boxing early in the fight, then he took a lot of punishment. You know, Kovalev came on yeah. strong, hit him with some of his best stuff that I thought, you know, was would have hurt him, would have worn him down, but it didn't hurt him at all. And then he lands that monstrous right, the same right that Andre Ward landed. And that that was shocking. I, that came yeah. out of nowhere. You know, yeah. he's not known for his power. He broke yeah. something happened to his hand when he was younger. He does not punch the same as other boxers. Mm-hmm. That came out of nowhere. I mean, that's a rematch we had to see because I know Kovalev is going to want his want his belt back. Um, we'll see what happens with that fight. Um, if, if the allegations are true, take it off the table. You don't need to be paying this guy. He need he needs help. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, Marcus Brown. That would be a great fight. Great um, fight. Dimitri, Dimitri Bivol. Ooh, he, yes. He's there. Um, you have uh, Arthur... Uh, Bertrand Biv. Bertrand Biv or something like that. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's serious. I, yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure how to pronounce that last name, but I, and I haven't seen... I've seen a few of his fights. I think mm-hmm. I, I forget the guy I saw him fight a while back. Um, uh, Chilemba. Uh, Isaac Chilemba, who people yes. don't look good against Isaac Chilemba for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Um, and he didn't look that impressive to me, but maybe it was uh, just that opposition. You have uh, Joe Smith hanging around the bottom of the top 10. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's an interesting fight. He has something. He He's actually fighting a uh, b-ball in March. Oh, wow. Okay, that should be dope. 
Um, and yeah. I, and I believe that um, Beatball over here, he's actually on the uh, uh, zone. He's one of their fighters as well. And uh, I actually saw one of his recent fights. I think it'll be a good. That would be a great fight, honestly, uh, for Marcus Brown as well because he's a tough guy. Um, he, he has a little bit of name recognition, but not only does he have name recognition, he has holes in his game. I've I, he got dropped in his last fight. Uh, by a guy who honestly shouldn't have been in there with him. So he has a couple holes, and I think that honestly will be another fight that Marcus Brown could actually end up looking really good in. He said B-ball? Uh, yeah. He got or, dropped. I'm sorry, Betrabiv. Oh, Betrabiv, yeah. I don't remember Bivol getting dropped by uh, Gene Pascal. No, no, no. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of good fights for him at that division. Yeah. Um, you want if, if you really want to promote his name, maybe you can you can do it him and Joe Smith. Um, just as, just a, a nice little sort of tune-up fight. However, both New York guys, an easy opportunity to build his <laughs> fan base right there, in, yeah. right there in New York. You do a Long Island, you do a Brooklyn. Um, I think you get a lot of people out for that fight. But, you know, get this guy a title shot. Shot. Give him, give him an exciting shot. fight. I mean, there are a lot of fights to be made in boxing. And going back to our conversation earlier, one thing I forgot um, in the ESPN Plus and DAZN conversation that we were having is that ESPN Plus started before DAZN. And so they were just – they had the contract with top rank. They sure. got a lot of those fighters. DAZN came around. It could not have been like within like two months of DAZN coming around, HBO Boxing is gone. So all of those boxers needed a home. And so DAZN yeah. got all of them. That's Bivol, true. Uh, you, you mentioned that. That's that's what kind of jogged my memory. Bivol was one of those fighters. Uh, yes. But there's so many so many fights to be made. They have Mark, Marcus Brown ranked uh, on ESPN.com. They have him ranked sixth right now. There's five people ahead of him that are all legitimate contenders. I'd love to see him fight any of them. And um, yeah, he, he's, a, he's an exciting fighter. He's going to keep coming forward. I do think he has some holes in his game, especially defensively. But I'd like to see um, you know what comes out of this. He, I don't think he was dope. up against a, a, a much of a test with Bobby Jack. I think Badu mm-hmm. Jack kind of grinds you down throughout the fight. He's going to take you out in the later rounds, come on strong. He never got a chance to do that. He's not somebody that's great on his feet or with his defense. He kind of just goes into the uh, to a little bit of a Philly shell. He's tough. Yeah, he's, he's just a tough guy. He's he's a tough, yeah. you know, gritty guy. He, he ends up just banging you down, man. Um, but no, I, I, honestly, there's so many options. And you and I were talking about it a little earlier um, uh, before we were on. And Yo, boxing in is in such a good place right now. I feel like every division is fire. I mean, there's so much going on. There's so many different storylines. And uh, I mean, look, even just this weekend, man, we have like the beginning and uh, not the beginning, the comeback. Finally, after 22 months, we have Keith Thurman coming back against Osacito Lopez. And I'm really looking forward to watching this fight because Keith Thurman is somebody who... I'm be honest with you. For myself, I always respected his game. I always thought he was a really intelligent guy. He's really good, but I always kind of felt like he was a little overrated. Um, I, I had Danny Garcia winning over him, um, and I, I've did you, always did you really? I did, I did, man. Um, because when you go back and you watch those fights a couple times, I mean, Danny Garcia did so much work, and I think just the way Danny Garcia a lot of times throws his punches, he ends up looking like he's off balance, and it ends up making it look worse than a lot of things are. Um, Keith that, Thurman that, just that, didn't that impress me. Yeah, man. But you know what? It's a no look hook, but it's 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 set up. It's effective. He sets it up. It's very effective, and he sets it up. And Ask Amir um, Khan. 
Oh my God, Amir Khan, bro. That was one. Amir Khan has been on the receiving end of some of the worst knockouts I've ever seen, man. Like yeah. the, what what happened with him uh, in in Garcia? What happened with him and Canelo? It's ugly, man. But look. Going back like to Keith Thurman, I I want to see him get past this test, which I I assume he will because I want to see him fight the best of the best, and I want to see him fight Errol Spence Jr. and that's what I want to see, and or I want to see him fight Terence Crawford because I don't think he's really been tested the way he talks like it, man. So I'm excited about this fight. I mean, I think there's so much for Keith Thur- Thurman to do. I was fortunate enough to be at that Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia fight. Um, so I, I had a uh, Danny. Gar- I, I wanted Danny Garcia to win, but I definitely mm-hmm. do see Keith Thurman as the winner there. So we differ mm-hmm. a little bit on that. But um, I do think it's a, a bit of either untapped potential or he hasn't proved yep. himself against really a real top level opposition. And the division has totally changed. You know, we're talking about Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman. That was 2017. That was essentially for the number one spot in the division. Now, yeah. since then, Errol, I mean, Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford were names back then, but now they're the guys in the division yeah. where Keith Thurman was the guy before. And injuries have bogged him down. Unfortunately, he'll get past Josecito Lopez. Josecito Lopez yeah. was never, never good. But when he broke Victor Ortiz's jaw, his, he literally made a career off of that moment exactly oh yeah uh, exactly and he and ever since that moment he's been known as that journeyman and he's fought some big names he's fought canelo um mm-hmm. and some some of those other guys so he'll get past uh jose C. to lopez relatively easy if you ask me i listened to an interview this morning it looks like the fight they're trying to set up is after that is a rematch with sean porter which nobody's gonna be mad at that was a great fight it was, it it was a another- great fight and that's uh, that's uh, Keith Thurman's belt. He feels like because he never lost it. So mm-hmm. good, another like I said, storylines, good storyline as well. Um, so yeah, Keith Thurman. The, I do think he's a bit overrated. Um, but I mean, we we're, we're yet to see him really get exposed. We've seen him hurt, but we have not seen him consistently exposed. And right. 22 months is a long time. I'm I'm really curious to see what he looks like. Especially at that weight class, it's not like heavyweights where you have time to react and you're not. These guys are slower and bigger. That I mean, the 147 pound weight class, man. That's where the sharks are. Those are where those dogs are. And any chink in his armor. Why do you think Floyd Mayweather's playing around with MMA fighters and you know kickboxers and stuff and having BS fights? He's not trying to fight those guys. He's not trying to be in there with them anymore. It's it, it, it's that division is, is is one of if not the best division in boxing. Well, it, it, about about Floyd, I mean, Floyd is he's proved himself. I, I think right now it's really all about the money and you keep offering him these stupid fights for obscene amounts of money. He's just going to take them. It's not. Absolutely. I'm sure he doesn't want to be there, there against that, comp, that type of competition, but he is to a certain extent retired. Like he doesn't need to be in it, there with that competition and we shouldn't expect him to. He gave yeah. us a lot over the course of his career. Let the man be. If he wants to come back, take some BS fights. And, hey, I mean, it is what it is. Keep, you gotta I keep think paying people want to see him. him. People want to see him go out there. And and I guess I, I agree with you. What you're saying is totally valid. But uh, I definitely, I, I think I'm just in the vein of, look, dog, if you're going to come out here and keep on trying to fight, you're calling, you're, you're calling out. Like, I hate the fact that you're calling out MMA fighters, right? I hate that because, yes, you are going to beat an MMA fighter in, an, in a boxing match. 
you get eaten alive in an MMA fight. Since you don't want to do that, and since you don't want to go ahead and actually compete against, um, uh, you know, actual boxers who are an actual threat in your weight class, just go on, promote fights, and do your thing. But you're right. If they're going to toss it, give them a bag. Let them. I, I take the bag too. I'm, I'm not mad at him for doing that. He's a businessman yeah. first, so I'm not. Who mad are at who, who are we? I mean, you give me that much that much money. I mean, I'll be right right in there with my shirt off doing the same thing. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. Like. As the purist, as the the combat sports head, I'm like, nah, this is trash. This is the weak, you know. It's 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 not a good look. But as the businessman, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, you gonna give me money for a sparring session, nine million for a sparring session? I'm all about that life. That, that so, I mean, it, it, that to me, did it look fake to you? Hell yeah, man, that was fake. <laughs> that was I mean, just fake like, as hell, man. Look, I'm, so Japanese MMA, I'm letting you know right now. Uh, old school pride, also stuff like that, man. They are known for throwing fights. They're known for fixing things. And uh, and, and think about it like this. And Ryzen is like a, a is it is to a certain extent pride. Yes, correct. It, it, it okay. is the yeah. It is the like it. It they're, they're trying to make it like the version of Pride, like the new Pride, essentially, right? From so, what I heard, it was it was something like Pride rebranded because Pride got a bad reputation doing to you know being involved with some shady stuff, and so they sort of rebranded it as Ryzen. I think that was the story I heard. I could be incorrect. Well, Pride was um, bought out. They were sold to the UFC, so the UFC incorporated them, and so they. I don't know if they did like outside of that or anything, but they were bought by the UFC, and that's why. You see a lot of like Dana White wearing like pride shirts and shit like that because it's one of their entities. Okay. So it might it might be like the same guys or something like that, but uh because it definitely looks really similar to old school pride. And don't get it twisted, I love Ryzen. I think Ryzen has incredible fights, it's super fun. Um they have incredible athletes there. But yo, man, Japan loves a freak show. They're all about that freak show life. And uh and yeah, dude. He took a shot. Tenshin Nakasawa, who was one of the best kickboxers in the world, he hit. He took a shot, and his head went the opposite direction of where you're supposed to get hit. One hundred percent, that was fake. I was, I, I was like, what am I watching? Like a theater, give, give brother. That, you were watching give that, theater. <laughs> give me that two minutes back. I didn't deserve to have two minutes stolen from me. Yo, facts. Like, I, it hurt my heart, man. It really did. But uh, after what I really thought about it, I was like, yo, this is comedy. This is this is comedy, man. It, 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 it's one of those things. Uh, but yo, uh, we're, we're uh, getting low on time, man. But I do want to talk about a couple more things before we get out of here, man. Um, also this weekend on the zone, we have the uh, junior middleweight title. Um, Jimmy Amungia is fighting uh, Takashi Inoue. Or I, I think I think it's it. pronounced Jaime. I, Jaime. Oh yeah, they call you Jaime. Um, but yes, um, that it should is... be a great fight. Mm, not really. I mean, I don't know much about the guy he's fighting. It's a, you know, it's a, a really a walkover fight for him. I think they're trying to fine tune some of his skills because Jaime Onguia. I mean, he has some power. I mean, you look at him. He has incredible power. Smith and the shots that were he was landing to the body, you could hear them. I mean, like oh, yeah. it, it almost sounded like he had a mic attached to him when you could it was just amplifying it, but that was just his power. The kid is powerful, but his skills are raw. Smith yeah. was uh cracking him early on in that fight mm-hmm. because I mean his his defense isn't that great. Uh that being said, I, I expect fully expect him to walk over Takashi. We don't know who Takashi is. Um he has not fought out of Japan yet. I did some reading up on him. But yeah. No, I'm just saying. I 
I agree with you. I think this is a little bit of a warm-up fight for what's to come next. And in that division, man, there are some possible guys up there. I mean, you do have the Jared Hurds of the world. Look, uh, our, um, uh, Jermel Charlo just lost. I don't know what they're going to do with Hurd. I mean, if he gets past this, that's a Hurd has a fight. Hurd has a fight scheduled. Who is he fighting? He has a May 11th versus uh, Julian Williams. Oh man, that's that's a good fight. Yeah, um, that's a good that, fight, man. That's a good fight. I mean, I think Jared Jared Hurd should win. He should not come out. Julian Williams is actually a guy I really like. I, I like boxing. I like exactly. I like Julian Williams to just take their losses and they just keep fighting. They they don't yeah. like take a super long layoff and just go ghost and like they just keep on fighting, continue their careers, and then they get back up to you know championship level. That He's being a real said, fighter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of respect uh, to that man, Julian Julian Williams. I, I went to through some craziness um, to watch one of his fights a while back. I had to download this WoW app, all types of madness, just to see his fight. But he's <laughs> he's a guy that I really like. Very humble. Happy to see him get the, that uh, that uh, championship opportunity. I think he will lose. That being said, Jaime Munguia, he should also walk over. Now there is a you know time dis- time disparity, and there's a lot of stuff going on in, in the division. I thought Lara was going to get a rematch against Hurd. I think they're probably trying to phase Lara out because yeah. when he was holding when he was holding the belt, he's obviously a boring fighter. The Jared Hurd fight was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to his legacy because he was finally in an exciting fight. That being said. Um, I enjoy uh, a lot of. I enjoy that like super technical Cuban boxer style, man. I, I think people hate on that man's skill set. He's so skillful. I think it's just a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, the way he, in my opinion, destroyed Canelo Alvarez and they still gave Canelo the fight was masterful, man. Yeah, 20, 2017. It was October fourteenth. I went to that for my birthday. It was uh, they were the tickets were dirt cheap. They were this was Lara fighting Gaucher, or I forget forget how you pronounce the gentleman's name. Um, then you you had Charlo fighting on the card. You had Hurd fighting on the card as well. Lara was the main event. Lara emptied the entire building like Oof. it was like <laughs> i i left mid, mid, midway through the fight we we're at barclay centers packed the crowd is like raucous you know you had just seen um you saw herd knock knock out um i'm seeing his face i can't i can't remember his name he he just fought jamel charlo prior to uh, tony harrison fight uh that um, was um what's his name um, Austin trout, uh, no, no, trout. Austin. yep yeah it was trout yep is is that Trout? Okay. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So, so uh, we just we saw her knock out Trout. Then we saw Charlo knock out Lubin in the first round. Crowd is raucous. Lara came in and just like people just left. It was empty, bro. Empty. I was Center. watching that fight on my phone. I was sitting there. I had an Xfinity app or whatever. I'm over here trying to watch it on my phone at a wedding. I was watching that fight. As soon as Lara came on, I definitely stopped watching. I definitely put that in my back of my pocket. <laughs> there was nothing to see. Lara's gonna Lara's gonna win on points. And uh, but that fight with Jared Jared Hurd, Jared Hurd's style. Like I mean, you know, he'll get to the fight round five. You know, he'll start yeah. coming on strong, and he'll take whatever it takes to get to you. So like, whereas someone. You know, you have to take a lot of punishment to get inside. He doesn't care. He just wants to be inside. No. He's happy to be there. Yep. So, so that yep. that's where he's mo- most comfortable. So the possibility, how he got here, is the possibility of a fight between him and Jaime Munguia. As a fan, there is nothing more that I think that we can ask for. Now, 
obviously, I love to, to see, uh, hopefully, Jamel Charlo re- yes. uh, rematch Tony Harrison. Hopefully, he gets his belt back. I believe he won that first fight. 100%. Jared 100%. Yeah, Jared Hurd and Jamel Charlo is a fight that I would love to see. But just from a fan perspective, Hurd versus Mangia would be fireworks. It's going fireworks, and, and there's fireworks. no other way for the fight to go. There's no other way for the fight no to go. They both want the same thing. Like they're both a little bit rough around the around the edges, but they're top level fighters. And so, I mean, I, I'm excited. Even the possibility, I get goosebumps talking about it. That Dog. fight would be amazing for the fans, and they need to make it happen. I, what, dude, there's no reason why they shouldn't. I, I think, honestly, more than most weight classes right now, this one is actually set up for both these guys to actually fight each other if people want to see it happen. The only My only concern is that I hope that the fans, they need to put Jaime out there more regularly. They need to really start advertising this because I think uh, if they advertise wait, wait, wait. it, this fight did, would be did incredible. You say, did you say put Jaime McGee out there more regularly? No, no, not talking, but dude, show him as this silent destroyer. He fought like you, six you, times last year. Bro, you sh- I'm about to say they have but but nobody knows unless you know. So show him like I'm talking about bringing him to the to the public eye, you know what I'm saying? Bringing him to He, he, he you fought on the Canelo he card. He fought on he the did. Canelo Triple G. It's the biggest fight of the year. He did fight on that card, but I'm talking about okay, does the average fight fan know who Jaime Mungi is? No. That's what maybe, I'm talking about. Maybe if you know who's the Dom Ali is, then maybe <laughs> you know who Jaime Magui is. <laughs> so, so the answer is no. <laughs> you know what I'm like most people don't know who he is. I mean, most of us are just most people are just realizing now who the Charlo twins are. I've been talking about those dudes for the last three years. People are just figuring out who they are. If they but start yeah. actually putting people like a homie, like that, you sell this fight, or you know what? Let them fight her now. Let them have this epic fight, and then they both become huge stars because of some big epic bloodbath. You you have to give it time though. Jaime Mung- we we found out about Jaime Munguia what May. Yeah, yeah, because he was I mean, supposed to be, uh, and he was trying to fight Triple G. They said he was robbed. too young. They we said he was too young. Yeah, we did. We got robbed. We, when, we, yeah. when we saw him knock out Saddam Ali, was like, damn, these oh, motherfuckers bro. robbed us. Yo, that would have been a great fight. <laughs> Yo, they, 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 him versus Triple G would have been such an entertaining fight. It would have been such an entertaining fight, and uh, unfortunately, especially now, Triple G will not take that fight now. That won't happen. Triple D will take that fight. Triple G wants all the smoke. I'm. You um, believe that? Triple G wants all the smoke? Hey, hey. I do believe that. I I think Triple G is starting to get up there, man. I, I, I think that his time as the best of the best yes do i think he probably beat canelo last time out yeah i can give him that but at the end of the day i'm be honest with you man it's tight it's it's has tight he, and has he uh has he signed on with the zone yet no nah, not yet i hope he does i, I, <laughs> I hope I he get, does that, i mean where eddie hearn listen. said he's trying where, i mean eddie hearn has been trying i'm surprised it hasn't happened yet but i can almost guarantee that it will happen i mean you have Canelo. You have um, you have uh, Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs. You have Andre all over there. Where are you gonna go, but, Triple G? But I put, I'm also gonna tell you this though. He fights Danny Jacobs again. He loses. He fights Andres. He he probably loses. We don't I know mean, that. Hey man, look. As good as Triple G is. I don't want to say people have figured him out, 
But I think the game is starting to, he is starting to get in point. And I think we've seen in his last time out, he seems like he might be taking, slowing down a step. If he slows down a step in that weight class, a buck 60 is one of those weight classes. That's like that real man division where, you know, the guys are fast and skillful, but they'll put you out. If he slows down an ounce, he's not getting past those top five guys, top three guys. And, and I mean, Triple G got on late, um, late. In his life, literally, I mean, he, he yeah. got on probably when he was in, in his early 30s. That's when people started um, noticing him. Mm-hmm. That being said, stop giving Triple G an un- unfair shake. I mean, those are, <laughs> think about the, t- you know, okay, the two fights with Canelo Alvarez, literally a top five pound for pound fighter who's, you know, one of the best boxers out there. Absolutely. Yes, they were they were great fights. Uh, he got the draw, then he then he lost. You can argue that he both won both those fights, but that's Canelo Alvarez. Like, True. that's that's what happens when you get two top level fighters. He yeah. fought Van, Vans Mark Rosen in between. Second round knockout. That's that's the triple G we know. Well, you, we also Vans Mars Rosen didn't fight for something like three years. That was his first fight in like three years, and he, not only that, he was on like a couple fight losing streak, and that wasn't a real opponent. That was some dude. He might as well fought me. Like that's, hey, you know, that's, man. that's not Triple G's fault though. Like you can't, it's not. You can't he, put that he type of stuff against the boxer. You're you're right. You're right. He did what he was supposed to do, man. But at the end of the day, I I think if I look at Danny Jacobs right now, um, who I do believe beat Triple G in the first time out. If I look I at the way Canelo is actually, you know, developing and growing and really starting to fit into that frame as he in is fighting at at a you know as middleweight level, I, I I just don't see him surpassing those guys at this point in time. I think his his time in the sun, like his era, essentially is done. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. see him, I, I don't I see him getting the belt back. It. He can prove me wrong. He can. I, I have to see it to believe it. I'm not yeah. going to say you're wrong um, because he is getting up there in age. It's just the type of thing where Triple G, I feel like he's earned enough respect where I'm going to say I have to see it before I can agree with you. I feel you, man. Well, look, last thing I want to talk about, man, you brought this up, man. Um, in fact, uh, I want you to talk about the what you think about the uh, the Caleb Plant fight, man. Oh my gosh, versus Katsugi. What a fight from Caleb Plant. Um, first of all, that was Sunday. That was a Sunday fight. I yeah. never really watched that, but personally, I I loved it because you're, you're talking about <laughs> NFL playoffs going yep. right into a championship fight. Oh, that was great. <laughs> Yo, and the fight delivered. I mean, back and forth, they both hurt each other in different points in time in the fight. Um, I honestly didn't know Caleb Plant had a chin like he does. Uh, some of the shots that he took would have taken out a lot, taken out a lot of different people. And he stood in there, and yo, he's slick. He's super slick, man. Good footwork, good power, man. I'm a fan, man. He he definitely earned a fan after that night, man. He definitely earned a fan. Talk about storylines. I mean, Caleb Plant is such a good storyline. Do you know he lost a daughter, a young yes. daughter? He he, he lost. Yes. I mean, he's a good story. He looked great in that fight stamina issues i think it's probably one of the more easy 
the more easy things to address. It's not like he has yeah. issues in his defense or something like that. He does have stamina issues. I don't know about the about the shots you're saying he took. He took them late in the fight after he had already lumped up Uzkatsugi. I'm sure yeah. there was a lot a lot taken off taken off those shots. And later in the fight, you know, his, his he's a little bit tired. His head is snapping back a little bit more. So we're not sure. Also, his first champion, championship fight. I think you probably get sure. a little bit of an of an elevated elevated performance for that. Mm-hmm. I want to go on and see it consistently. He's also in a great division. That 168, 168 division, there's so many fights to make. Um, yeah. He, he like you said, he gained a fan in me that night. Mm-hmm. That was my first time watch, watching him fight. Me too. Um, I, I hated Uzkatsugi's trainers throughout that fight. Um, <laughs> they were terrible. Like, yeah. the man, I mean, th- through the first six rounds of the fight, your guy is getting drilled with the left hook. Drilled with the left hook. I never understand why trainers don't address that. I I, like it doesn't make sense. He's over there telling, "Hey, we need more effort." Like, like tell tell a man what to do. You're his trainer. Whereas (laughs) I just I I just watched the uh, uh, Demetrius Andre fight on Friday, and I think it was maybe after rounds one or two. uh, His father is his trainer. He mentioned, "Hey, Mm -hmm. the guy stepping to his left to reset. You're gonna. I I want you to step with him." And I think he said, "Throw the left hook, and we're gonna catch him." Like, give them specific directions. Like, this is your fighter you need to be a coach you're over there telling hey we need more effort from you and i think even certain parts of the fight he said hey that was that was a good job like Mm -hmm. your fighters getting beat the fuck up (laughs) like this is a championship level fight he's gonna lose his belt and you're just letting him and honestly man i think an incredible coach and trainer is what ends up separating i think good from like really great fighters because those great trainers also bring the best out of those people and it takes somebody who can be like already top level it gets the like i said that's that's why mike tyson probably was never the same after customado was gone you have you know angelo dundee with muhammad ali you have those types of relationship those types of trainers those great trainers um virgil hunter you know what i'm saying those guys they pull the best out of their athletes and i don't understand why more people don't pack up leave if, you, if this is a career this is what you want to do for the rest of your life get out of your little podunk town your first coach whatever leave that dude and go to somebody who's legit yeah look i mean uh roy roy jones will tell you that um you know a good trainer is not a guy that takes you know an amazing athlete or a guy with some you know some great natural skills and and you know coaches him up and he looks good in the ring he had those skills already a good fighter i yeah. the first thing that comes to mind is verge you know take someone like andre ward who doesn't have many natural abilities but mm-hmm. He was an amazing trainer. Andre Ward is an amazing fighter, and they made it happen. They found ways to win with straight-up boxing IQ um, every, sing- every single fight. So, I mean, yeah, his trainers kind of kind of sucked, but, you know, being real about it all, like, he didn't have the tools to beat him. He didn't have the, nah. the tools to be Plant. Plant looked nah. so good that night. Um, let's not take any credit away from him. He really, really looked good. He delivered on a... Um, you know, on probably his biggest fight to date, and I'm interested yeah. to see where he goes next. I hope he does not take a. Uh, I hope he doesn't take a step down fight, like and just uh, fight someone real easy before he takes a step up fight again. There's some exciting yeah. people in that division. Um, you still have George Groves, who has to mm-hmm. be getting up there in age. Has um, to. You have Gilberto. Those will be those type of fights. He needs to get one of those former champions, somebody who was like again that that, that rub we're talking about. Now that he's beat, um, what I, I keep on messing his name up, Ungaku, whatever his name is. Uh, it, the, the, now that he's beaten somebody as good as him, you get a rub now. Get a rub from like I said, a former champion, and then like I said, I, I keep the he, momentum going. 
I know who he can get a rub from. There's another Adrian Bronner in that division. Who? There's another Adrian Bronner in that division. Chris Eubanks. Ha! Ha! That's, <laughs> that's true. He's an Adrian Bronner that of, of that division. Yo, oh that was God. right. That would be a great <laughs> fight. That would be a great fight. That would be really I, entertaining. I think it'd be an easy fight. Easy. Uh, I don't know if it'd be easy fight, but easy. it'd be entertaining. Easy. That'd be good. Oh man, easy. That's good man. Billy Joe. Look, easy. Chris, Chris Eubanks. He doesn't have a yeah. trainer. That's true. No, you're he does right. Does not man. have a trainer. That's and he true, goes man. goes in there. He does he does some some crazy workouts. You know, he comes yeah, in there yeah. ripped, looks great. <laughs> but then, you know, where's your footwork? You know, where right, is right. your boxing IQ? George Groves doesn't have anything over you in terms of physicality, and he's easily dominating. Easily dominating. You know, you're right, man. I I think uh, like I said, your boy uh, Plant, man. He comes in. He comes with it, and I think that would be a great name. That he has. Uh, Eubanks has a name. Um, uh, if that family Eubanks name, fighting, I think uh, people would James love it. in a few weeks. That should be a fun one. That should be another fun one. Eubanks is always in fun fights, man. He 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 he's an entertaining dude. Like I said he's never the most technical, but he's always for a, in there for a fun fight. Him and Adrian, I, I watched the videos on YouTube, and I probably bought into this video. I watched the whole video about how he's delusional, and he really is. Like he's like Adrian Bronner. Like finish that fight against George Grove. I won. I won. I won. There's no way you can tell me Dude, I, didn't, I didn't win. Hey, listen, you gotta be real yourself. You gotta be. Yo, real. A- you cannot buy into your own hype as a fighter. Yo, it, it, when I was watching uh, Adrian Broner, all I could think of is, man, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Like, that that's that's crazy. There's no way in hell that he actually won that fight, man. But, uh, yo, Brandon, man, that that's about all the time we got today, man, and everything. Um, bro, thank you so much for coming on today, man. Um, oh, no, thank you for having me. Thank you for dude, having me. I'm happy to be here. Yo, this is fun. Um, I love. We got to do this again, man. And we got to like every time there's some big fights, man, especially boxing wise. Um, yo, let, let's let's sit down. Let's do this, man. This is this is a lot of fun. Absolutely, I'd love to come back here talk talk boxing with you again. Hopefully, you have me back. Um, I know you're a lot more of a UFC a UFC expert and mixed martial arts expert than myself. But there's definitely some fights I want. I, I would love to talk to you about. I, I mentioned I want. I definitely want to be on here um, to speak yeah, to man. you about Izzy and Silva. Which is going to be amazing. Yes. That's that's oh, so man. exciting. Yo, so, and, the style bender is one of my favorites going right now, man. Who does not love Adesanya? He's he's great. He's so fun. He's fun. Dude, he, he he's one of those guys, man, that he has it. He has everything. He has the look. He can he can fight. He's great on the mic. I mean, He's great on social media. He's great, He's on, great social on social media. media. Yo, every time he look, I thought I followed a lot of people on social media. Everybody I follow, he follows too. I'm like, well, who the hell does this style bender follow, man? This dude is on there. He's hilarious. Um, and more importantly, man, he is an absolute savage. Um I I, I that dude will be the champion uh by the end of 2019. I agree. I watched a breakdown video with, uh, of him recently that I really enjoyed that just really showed his development in terms of grappling. The kid is learning. He's developing. I mean, he's really, really impressive. Yes. The Anderson Silva fight will be a nice, uh, will be a beautiful handing of the torch. There's no one that does not love Anderson Silva, despite his recent PED issues that's gone on, whatever. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's amazing. We'll, th- we'll save that for another day. I know we're out of time for today, but hey, Serge, thank you again. I really, Absolutely. really enjoyed Enjoy this, and uh, anytime you want to have me back, I am more than happy to come. Absolutely, well, hey B, thank you so much, man. Um, yo, uh, where can people find you, man? 
Uh, like I said before, they can find me on Instagram, bcam13, B-C-A-M-M-1-3. Um, not on Twitter. Uh, got rid of that years ago. <laughs> uh, but, um, we're not going to do Facebook. But yeah, catch me, catch me on Instagram, bcam13, thir- uh, posting random stuff in my story, boxing memes, funny stuff, whatever. Um, I'd love to connect with you guys. Thank you for having me. That's what's up, brother. Well, hey, man, Brand, thanks again, bro. And we'll talk soon, bro. All right. All right, bro. Peace out. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is the Fight Podcast. And look, thank you so much to Brandon Camille, man. I really hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Um, Brandon and I have already spoken, man. He will be back on the show. Um, it's a lot of fun talking to him, man. man. We're really, really able to deep dive into boxing. And look, there's so many storylines currently going on in the boxing world that you really do need somebody to really tag team some of these things. So Brandon and I are working with some really, really cool things that I think you guys are going to enjoy in the very near future. But with that being said, this is Serge Vicente, and I want to thank you guys so much for joining me on episode 70 of the Fight Podcast. We'll be back soon soon to break down all this weekend's fights bring you so much more content and uh, just have a lot of fun with combat sports uh remember the fight podcast is brought to you each and every week by sage eats sage eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring sign up for sage eats at sageeatschicago.com apply promo code fight for 20 percent off of your first three months remember to follow the fight podcast on all social media platforms at the fight podcast and follow me at serge vicente support the show check us out on the website thefightpodcast.com thank you all so much for listening continue supporting the show let everybody you know uh, hear about it we have great interviews coming up um if you guys haven't had an opportunity to check it out episode 69 we had uh joey ruquette who is a beast who fights with combatas americas he is he was on the show so uh we'll keep bringing it to you guys so with that being said thank you listening this is serge vicente until next time peace out